0: This is Energy Voice Out Loud, leading the global energy conversation. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Now, this is a voice you haven't heard before, but this is a voice that's always present somehow in every single episode of Energy Voice that's ever gone into your ear holes. My name is Chris and I'm the producer for Energy Voice Out Loud. But I'm donning a different hat today. It's a rather fetching, high visibility hard hat and I'm donning some high vis because I'm going hard into the world of energy as the chair of this year's energy voice out loud christmas quiz ladies and gentlemen so i am joined by Arthur thomas by ed reed and by hamish penman people you know and love like i do myself The way this is going to work, there are three rounds. The first is on oil and gas. The second is on renewables and the energy transition. And the third, because you've never met anybody as self-absorbed and with as fragile an ego as a journalist in your life, is on energy voice itself. There are going to be six questions per round because each of the three panellists on this quiz have submitted two questions per round for a total of six Questions per round, but there's only uh, four points available per round, because of course they can't answer their own questions. So you are fighting, if you do some rudimentary mathematics, for a total of 12 points. I'm going to be keeping score and awarding points, but I might have to lean a little heavily on the questioners for adjudications as we go through. Gentlemen, we need to buzz in, as you know, for your answers. Let's just test your buzzers. Ed's buzzer goes... Buzz. Very good. Alistair's goes... Bzzz. And Hamish goes... Buzz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, you can, of course, play along at home and shout out your answer. Ready, gentlemen? Shall we get going?
1: Let's. Oh, Absolutely. the production values. Yeah, ready. Let's do it. Let's
0: okay, do it. round one, oil and gas. First two questions are from Alistair, so Alistair cannot answer. Ed and Hamish oh, can... Um, remember to buzz in at any point when you think you can know the answer to the question, but be aware that if you buzz in prematurely, it does mean that your opponent has the luxury of time to answer. So buzz with some strategy. Question one. This is a multi-part answer and you need to get all three parts right for the point. So oh, be come wary on. with your buzzers. Yes. So recently, well, in 2020, Alistair hit the pinnacle of his journalistic career by writing about a certain soil spill being dumped at the door of an oil company. Can you tell me the name of the company, the protest group, and the type of animal responsible for said stinky business?
2: Buzz. Hamish. BP Extinction Rebellion and uh, horse manure?
0: Oh, I'm uh, uh, no. I, I, I. Well, the answer I've been given by Alistair is cow manure. Oh, it's one of the two. But are you are, are you softening in your approach to manure, Alistair?
1: No, I'll I'll tell you why. Um, because Extinction Rebellion, um, <clears throat> quite clearly used the the tagline <laughs> about smelling, uh, bullshit. I think was the, was the vernacular. So you know, I'm afraid I'm afraid we're just gonna have to. We're just going to have to play it tough. No points for Hamish.
0: I mean, it, w- it was a bold a-, a noble attempt, but no points <laughs> for Hamish. Question two. The <laughs> Amazon Prime... Who <laughs> would <you> get a <laughs> chance to answer the question? <laughs> well, you, but you... Not now. <laughs> not now. I've got it. No, the it's answer's not been revealed. I've
3: got a good feeling that I could, uh, I, I could crack this one. <laughs>
0: I've got... I've, uh, yes. No. Question two, and this is actually the first of two questions about this subject in this quiz. Now, obviously, each other, each of you don't know the questions that you've uh, been posing. I do. Question two: The Amazon Prime supernatural TV show, The Rig, is out soon, and indeed, did a question from Hamish about the same thing later in the show. But what is the name of the fictional platform it will be set on?
1: I just want to, I just want to add something here. We've we've written about this particular TV show about six or seven times this year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the name's been in every piece of the copy. So, you know. And it's been in the podcast
0: as well.
3: I mean, I I know that we've talked about it. Uh, Buzz.
0: Go for it, Ed. Platform Jeffrey Bezos. I mean, I'm not even going to call that a noble effort. That was just rubbish. Uh, (laughs) No, it was uh, the Kishorn Bravo. (sighs) Uh. On to questions from Ed. This is question three of the quiz. In September, a group of pranksters launched a hoax campaign to protest total energy's ecop project what was the plan we should have done this as a video podcast just the the, the visual of hamish just dropping his head into his hands <laughs> headed in hands
1: just Prank- oh, that i've come the, to this this is the thing with the protesters we do we do so many of these <laughs> so <stories>. many protests <laughs> um can we get a clue is that Am I asking too much? I know I didn't have uh, any there clues. There is Perhaps a that's...
0: biblical uh, context.
1: Oh my, right. Well, I, said, I don't think that's made me even more confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to, yeah. Bzzz. Alistair. I'm just going to rattle off here. I'm just assuming something to do with a swarm of locusts because, you know, biblical plagues. I, I mean, you've got to give him props for trying, but
0: no, that is incorrect, I'm afraid. Oh. It was that a modern-day ark. With the stated aim of transporting—and here comes one of my favourite words in the English language—feckened pairs of animals from Uganda to France. At a press conference, the fixer went on went on to stage a scene, apparently showing a rooster killing a, as Ed describes it, silvery-cheeked hornbill. What?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was quite bonkers. Well, it's not been a great start so far, has it? Nobody's got an answer yet.
0: I mean, there's, <laughs> been, uh, yeah. there's been no points awarded so far. I hope you listening Nil have point. been uh, yelling at your uh, yeah, smart be a speaker.
2: a 2-1 win for the Reds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With your answers. Uh, okay, I mean, hopefully the team do better when it comes on to the, the round about Energy Voice. Um, what <laughs> links, question four, what links Leonardo DiCaprio, US Senator Patrick Lee, Prince Harry and Bishop Luke Pato? <sighs>
1: See, I've written about Leonardo DiCaprio a couple of times this year.
0: I mean, that was just in your personal life, wasn't it? Oh, a buzz from Hamish.
1: uh, Well, well. They rule at COP26. Uh,
0: That may in fact be true, but it's not the answer I have. Can I get the question again? What links. Everyone's favourite teenage heartthrob, Leo DiCaprio. Everyone's favourite teenage heartthrob, US Senator Patrick Lee. (laughs) Everyone's favourite teenage heartthrob, Prince Harry. And everyone's favourite teenage heartthrob, Bishop Luke Pato. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly.
1: Are they all UN ambassadors of some variety?
0: No, I'm afraid none of you are going to get this. Uh, the, the answer is that they all objected this year to Recon Africa's plans to drill in the Okavango Delta in northern Namibia. Ed Recon me.
3: Africa! I had, to, I had to throw them in just because their shareholders love uh, expressing their full-hearted appreciation for everything that I write about them, so...
1: This was good, out to you guys. Good, good to get those emails through. Yeah. And we're
0: zero for four. Questions from Hamish. Hamish's questions are much more to the point. Uh, they're, uh, they're less of a sort of, you know, narrative arc to Hamish's questions. Less of a so flex
2: far. for Ed and Alistair about what they've written this year. <laughs>
0: uh, Ouch. Shell was ordered to drastically cut its operational emissions by a court in The Hague in which month? Uh, uh, oh, Hollister.
1: Alistair, yeah.
0: Uh, October. No. Hey, uh, do you want to take care? <sighs> July. No, I'm afraid the answer was me. I'm presuming that the uh, uh, the answer is that uh, God, that was the month in which shell it? was ordered, not the month in which it was ordered. It actually, what is time?
1: Is my question. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> Okay, me.
0: let's see if we can do better on a, <laughs> a, a entertainment question. Question six. Name any one of the actors due to appear in Amazon Prime show The Rig. This is Martin Thompson. We've got a point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <And> we've got <laughs> so... a point, everyone. Question six. A point for Mr. Thomas. We well go. done.
3: At last. Ed, can you, you can he have a crack
0: it. at seeing if you can get a point in this one as well. Why not? Or am I just exposing your ignorance if I if I invite I mean, you to that? Were you happier if I just I mean, moved on?
3: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking line of duty guy, but uh yeah. That was I, it, think, I think I can I get
1: I think I can get a second one. Uh, line of Stevie Duty on... Guy
0: is not something that was listed on IMDb. Uh, somebody from uh, Game of Thrones. Jorah Mormont, what's
1: his name? Ian Glenn. Yeah, they went That's to in uni. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Bit of trivia
1: as well. Ah. Well, so well. Also Sir Jorah Mormont, so there we are.
0: Very good. Well done, Alistair, our inaugural point scorer. (laughs) That means we leave round one with one point having been scored by Alistair. Round two then is on renewables. This first brace of questions comes from Mr. Thomas. Question one starts with a quote. I will say that fiberglass and bike tires don't go that well together. It's slippy stuff. That was a quote from somebody promoting COP26 this year, but who said it? And what was he doing to promote the climate conference
2: buzz Hamish. i can't mind the guy's name but it was the, uh, was it the cyclist on the wind turbine the guy who was bmxing up and down the, the turbine I think we buzz. Can give
0: him a point for that don't you buzz, buzz, i Buzz. i think, buzz. I think, I I think oh, Dan,
2: danny danny his mccaskill his name, danny
0: mccaskill oh very think, oh. good shall we uh, let's do points each come on go on
1: then, go go on, then. Yeah.
0: give him each a point for look them. at that Ooh. between the two of you yes a question each alistair give us the context
1: yeah, he's a bit of a a, a a crazy man who decided that he wanted to, I can't remember exactly what it was um, in terms of why he decided specifically to do, I think he did like 29 tricks within like a wind turbine manufacturing facility first to mark 29 different objectives or something like that. But yeah, no Danny McCaskill because, you know, you know he decided that it'd be a good idea to take his bike along the top of a very high up looking uh, wind turbine. Um, And I guess he realised once he embarked upon that that particular journey That it was not a wise decision Um, (laughs) Because he sounded like like he's a bit scared But the (laughs) footage Understandably yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit harsh. I'm not sure I'd fare too well on a, a bike on a wind turbine either. But then again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to do it. Um, and that's
0: why you're where you are today. And he's where he is today, Alistair.
1: I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, my goodness. Um, but yeah, no, balls of steel for sure. I mean, uh, I
0: remember seeing that footage and the, the, the images. It, it did look absolutely unreal. Like genuinely, it did. I, my brain just Short circuit every time I saw it, it, it glitched. now like that can't, like can't. That must have been taken at ground level, or something but no, he was actually on. Yeah, I, I no, get that. No, you know, whenever no, I see like people up the Burj Khalifa or something, I just get, I, I get a, a feeling, a tingly feeling, not in a good way, deep down inside that just uh, terrifies me. <laughs> I don't know how people do, how riggers do it. Okay, question eight in that case from alistair Whatever your thoughts on the outcomes of COP26, there's no doubt that it was a powerful platform for protesters. But which unexpected group of Pokemon was found protesting along the banks of the River Clyde during the summit, and what was the group campaigning for? Or possibly against would be a better way of putting it. question. you want the
2: brand of Pokemon?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we want the, the brand of Pokemon. Oh, I can give yeah.
2: you that, I can't mind what they were protesting.
1: Go on, you've
0: got a
2: buzz, buzz though, Hamish. Buzz, P, buzz Pikachu.
0: That's correct. <laughs> Uh, Ed, can you expand on that at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, was it about uh,
3: the iniquities of plastic waste? I mean, it's always a, guess, good,
0: but... a also good guess in this, in this industry. No, it wasn't. The thing I love most about this, so Pikachu is the right answer. The thing I love most about this is when Alistair gave me his answer, he's written as Pikachu brackets S. Obviously unclear about what the plural of Pikachu is. It's like emoji, <laughs> and emojis. Pikachu, is, it, Pikachu. is Pikachu the plural, I or is it Pikash- yes. Pikachu's? I don't know. That's yeah. a different podcast. Alistair, what was yeah. the, what were they protesting?
1: Uh, I believe they're they're protesting uh, the kind of the growth of Japan's coal industry. And um, Pokemon, of course, being a, a quintessentially Japanese franchise. So I, uh, I think there was about. Certainly, about ten of them kind of dressed up. Um, you know, ran the youth protest day. I think, on the banks of the River Clyde. I don't believe it's a normal sight in Glasgow to see Pikachu's dressed up around uh, around uh, the SEC. Hey, maybe it is, but uh, it certainly took my attention. And I thought to myself, my goodness, don't see that every day. So yeah, did we did we run a picture of it? Yeah, of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be mad not to, right? Well so, done, protesters. Um, yeah, never dressed up as a Pikachu myself, but um, I don't
0: know why you felt necessary to to um, to raise that point. I mean, I mean I, the well, look, lady look, look. Too much.
1: of the three of us, who's wearing the Chewbacca Christmas jumper? True. <laughs> who's most likely to dress? I as mean, a look, Christmas you've
3: got a couple of weeks left in the year. There's, you know, there's still time. Or can yeah. we even be, talk like New Year's be resolutions?
0: Be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> uh, All right, well, let's you. move on then to some questions from Ed. Question nine links set out a plan to build solar panels in Morocco and export the power to the UK. How long would the power lines have to be? And he's been kind to you here, to the nearest hundred kilometres.
1: Morocco to the UK. And
0: so I, I'm guessing you can both answer this question. Whoever's closest gets the point.
3: And Hamish has written about this. <laughs>
0: Actually, no, not whoever's closest. No, I'm not. Not whoever's closest. We'll, we'll take a judgment call once we get into it. Alistair, what's your guess?
1: To the nearest kilometer. Whoa.
0: To the nearest hundred kilometers. Hundred that wouldn't
2: kilometers. be much leeway at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I have written about these guys.
1: Oh wait, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the best thing about this quiz, of course, it just gives a phenomenal opportunity for our uh, esteemed and erudite journalists to embarrass themselves. Be so so much with this.
1: I'm going to be so off with this. I've no idea. So like, so okay, so you've got you cross. So you're, so you're going north through spain
0: this is alistair just flexing to make sure we do know he understands where morocco is
1: <laughs> thank you yeah oh yeah are we talking casablanca are we talking <laughs> up to is that where yeah just so i've got the mileage right so yeah. just just as a
3: hint just as a hint it doesn't actually go a, uh, across spain it goes around it
1: Ooh, not so as the crow flies right okay
3: uh so it's not a, exactly it's not a straightforward crow flying situation ah screw it it's uh, like i don't know how the sardine swims or something
1: 4,000 kilometres
2: Hamish No idea uh, And has completely thrown me off With that answer I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't take my answer as something to on. That was a guess <laughs> oh, <got
2: it. laughs> 10,000 odd
0: I think we're going to give Alistair the points for that Do you reckon Ed? Yeah, so the yeah, correct yeah. answer according to Mr. Uh, Reed, Is 3,800 kilometres no. only 200 That's K- pretty K- damn Alistair. good
1: that is, I'm 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 impressed with myself. I mean, Hamish Look has just that. absolutely
0: well, shat himself miles in public on that.
2: But, <laughs> figuratively and literally.
1: We're <laughs> yeah, measuring
0: your uh, failure in kilometres in this case, though, uh, Mr. Yeah. Penman. All right, uh, question well, yeah. 10.
1: That's, that's, not, that's not P&J house style, though, Chris. It needs to be uh, <laughs> More of <laughs> a metric, man. <laughs> True, house is very
0: important. Uh, question 10 from Ed. Uh, Sasol has grand plans to ramp up renewable energy and hydrogen. For now, though, with emissions of 62 million tonnes per year... It is the equivalent to which Middle Eastern country? Another geopolitics story for you.
2: I feel like I should have made my questions far harder, to be honest.
0: 62
1: million tonnes per year. Which Middle Eastern country is the equivalent?
0: The thing that I love uh, particularly about this, this, this show is that we're recording this right now, right now, right here, but it will be listened to by people for, you know, days, weeks, months, hence... And the idea that over the glo- face of the globe, imagine a lovely globe, and imagine little lights just pinging up as you imagine people listening to this episode and going, it's sodding answer, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> just furious at us for getting the question so wrong. I like that sort of distributed rage.
1: See, I'm not sure. I don't think 62 million tons per year is in. Comparative terms, a massive amount, but Middle Eastern countries are not huge. Uh, I'm going to say the UAE. Bzz. <laughs> hey, Mr. No crack at it. Another well, total crackler.
2: guess. Um. Buz. Qatar. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs>
0: Just, the, I mean, Hamish's is having a great time in this quiz. Can't you tell? Um, so, since all
2: these quizzes during lockdown, I feel like every every time somebody <laughs> mentions a quiz, now I've got like that that kind of demonic stare that Private Pile has in, in Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time a quiz is mentioned,
0: uh, the answer was Israel.
1: Uh, <sighs> see, that tells me pretty much everything I just spouted is probably absolute rubbish <laughs> about not being. I imagine Israel's got fairly heavy industrial emissions. Anyway. <laughs> Let's let's move on from my failure and just uh, proceed. Yeah, no, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> question eleven. Then
0: another uh, pithy question from Mister Penman. How many bids were submitted to the Scott Wind leasing round? Bzz,
1: Alistair, seventy-four.
0: Boom! Thomas oh, gets another. Point. He He's got it. He's Bow got on it. Let's... Money.
1: That is amazing.
0: Why is that number so readily at your fingertips, Alistair?
1: Because fucking written about it many bloody times. I'm the only person in the world that hasn't announced their own personal Scott Wind bid. Me, uh, Alistair Thomas. So. Uh, yeah, no, the, the the figure has always been over 70 over 70 bids um, to the Crown Estate Scott uh, Scotland round. And then if you have a wee little look at their announcement back in the day, which I happen to have done so by happenstance very recently, 74 is on the page. So Precision. coincidental.
0: Very good. And then a jolly question then from uh, Alistair, from Hamish, sorry, this might indeed have been the question he had in mind when he said, I should have been asking harder questions. Question 12. Arista chief exec Mads Nipper previously worked for which iconic toy company? Toy company? Buzz. uh, Ed, sorry, yes, go. Lego? Bang. Correct, Armando. Oh! (laughs) Oh, look hey. at that. Well, did you know that, or was that a triangulation given like a Home county, home country.
3: More, more the latter. More the latter. <laughs> I'm, uh, I should, I should just come out and admit, but you know, I'll take it. I'll still, I'll still and take <laughs> it. I tell
2: you.
0: D- does he <laughs> has this obviously informed his management style at
1: Orsted, uh, Hamish?
2: Uh, yeah, building turbines out of, out of blocks now. Everybody's walking around yep. like that. <laughs>
1: Just For Thanks. the listener, uh, uh, Hamish just kind of replicated with the movement of a little Lego man. <laughs> uh, stiff arms. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, a podcast is a permanent document, but sadly the, the video is not, <laughs> and we'll regret that for the remainder of of Energy Voices days. So. Okay,
0: look, points have started to accrue, gentlemen. Hamish is on two points. Ed is on two points. Alistair is on three points. Oh, oh, I can, I can, so sh- all to play for in round three, which is about Energy Voice itself first question question 13 from alistair the first question question 13 i promise that makes sense from alistair life after oil is a recurring and popular series on energy voice featuring tales of people moving on to pastures new which of these has not been the subject of a life after oil story it's a multiple choice question four possible answers a salt cave treatment rooms b mcdonald's c children's tableware business and D, a fictional novel set in northern Brazil. Buzz, Ed. B. Absolutely bang on the oh, money. I'm so it's short. a second away from buzzing there. Fortune favours oh, the brave.
1: Why, why, why was McDonald's so obvious? I thought it wasn't so obvious. Ah, oh, damn it. I, I really... <laughs> That's a good question.
0: What? So I, I'm, I'm curious about the fictional novel set in northern Brazil.
1: Yes, yes. I was... Uh, <clears throat> when you asked us to prepare these questions, I had a wee gander through our catalogue of... Life after oil stories, and uh, oh goodness, I can't, I can't recall the the name of the novel. Uh, forgive me if that, if you're listening, um, but uh, yeah, there was a guy. Um, I didn't write it, but there was a a, guy, a, a BP worker <laughs> who. Uh, I didn't write the novel. Uh, I didn't write the story. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly, the ghost writer is
0: unmasked, like on Scooby Doo. Oh,
1: I wouldn't be here if I was a successful novelist. Um, yeah, uh, so I'll have to. I really want to find it, find out, find out what it was now. But yeah, basically, a, a former BP um, engineer. I think he got me redundant decided at the age of 32 he wanted to do a bit more with his life um and uh he kind of had a bit of wanderlust and um yeah he wrote a he wrote a, a novel which was successfully published and as far as i'm aware it was set in northern brazil yeah that was an actual thing which you can find in our our back catalog and uh it, i had we look at the reviews which all seemed to be pretty darn good so you know Hurrah. well done to him and absolutely you know, one for have, the christmas stockings dosings. Oh
0: you know if you still have your Christmas shopping to do, like
1: surely everybody has. Uh, Former BP worker has novel idea to rewrite story after downturn. Novel idea. Vagabundo. Vagabundo is the name of the novel. There we are.
0: Available in all good bookshops. Question 14. Energy Voice enjoys a readership from people in more than 100 countries around the world. And there's a beautiful little parenthesis here from Alistair. Always a stickler for accuracy. Brackets. It's actually 239 countries, but only about 130 of those are material. Yes. The largest chunk of that is the UK. From which nation did we get our second largest chunk of readers in 2021? Was it A, Malaysia, B, the USA, C, the Netherlands, or D, the UAE? Buzz. You Hamish? US. Bang on the money. Yep, it was the USA. I was just
2: worried you were going to chuck Norway in there because Norway was going to be a real issue. The US or Norway. There
0: is a bonus follow-up question to that, so you can win some extra points if you wish. From which regions, mm. brackets of the 239 countries, did we receive the fewest readers?
2: Can't imagine North Korea was up there. I'll be amazed. <laughs> Buzz, North Korea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I mean, it's a good <laughs> guess. I,
1: I, I suspect the answer would, for that would be zero. But <laughs> Thought somebody yeah, might have slipped
2: through the I cracks. Suppose,
1: I suppose te- te- technically zero is right, isn't it? No, <laughs> let's say uh, yeah. So it needs to actually Which have are the non-zero oh, right, okay. numbers. Okay. At least one reader. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, think
0: about small countries, small territories.
2: Belize. No, that's
0: not right. I'm gonna step across you here. No, the correct answer is that it's tied between the Vatican City. Vatican City is is always the answer, (laughs) right? You know, Vatican City. It's when everybody does like you know which country has you know four popes per head of population or something it's always the vatican city always go vatican city um type between vatican city Montserrat which a caribbean british overseas territory uh, nauru and tuvalu in oceania with one each antarctica had two so we have some readers in antarctica so every continent on the planet is touched by your words and your voice. (laughs)
2: let's get that on the front page do hope that one in the vatican city was the pope that would be great. The, po- the Pope reading the Pikachu article. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> this, this is quality, this, yes. <laughs> I, don't know why the, I don't know why the Pope's Scottish now. But ah, one glorious day, Yeah. Right, question 15. Let's move on before we get ourselves stuck in somewhere we shouldn't. Right. Let's in go.
0: the last episode of the excellent podcast series, The Ten Point Pod, the cancellation of... Which subsidies in 2015-16 did Amber Rudd say she had been congratulated on by an unnamed cabinet member on the basis that it cost his brother a cool quarter of a million smackaroos?
1: The cancellation of which subsidies did Amber mm. Rudd get congratulated on because, because her... Because that oh.
0: cancellation had cost uh, a cabinet member's brother quarter of a million quid. Brother.
1: Cancelled subsidies.
0: While you're thinking, I will just say that was a particularly good end to the uh, 10 Point Pod series. If you haven't listened to it, I thoroughly recommend all of the 10 Point Pod episodes in Energy Voice Out Loud. But particularly that one that brought together Rob DePell from EY and Amber Rudd, who of course led the climate delegation in Paris. It was a really hopeful and uh, uh, interesting way to reflect both on the 10 Point Plan and also on what happened at COP26. Sorry, I made a serious point there, Alistair. Were you about to undercut it with some... <laughs> Pure I
1: was. I was gonna be facetious about something, yeah. Um no, uh I think I read in the latest C F D that there hasn't been onshore subsidies since twenty
0: fifteen. Bzzz
1: onshore wind subsidies. I'm
0: afraid that's not correct. Al Hamish would you like a go?
2: Uh buzz solar subsidies
0: give that man an entirely unearned guest point that's correct solar (coughs) subsidies
2: oh you see right through me chris
0: (laughs) apparently the unnamed mp's brother had plans for a huge solar array uh and yes pulled amber aside and said oh thank god for that (laughs) lol at my brother what was the outcome of that all right in episode five of the 10 point pod who said this Electric cars are one of our biggest dangers right now because they give us a reason to not change. Buzz, Chris Boardman. Hamish is storming ahead. That is right, go. it was Chris Boardman. Uh, what was his point, Ed? Uh,
3: well, I guess it was about uh, the, the the challenges of sort of, keep you know, using EVs as a sort of a way to keep people driving, moving basically from petrol cars to EVs, whereas he felt that people should be moving onto public transportation, walking, bicycling, things like that.
0: Quite right. Again, Mm -hmm. excellent listen. Really, really good. Uh, Go and check it out if you haven't already. That was one of my favourite episodes of that series. I'm Saig and Barry from EY, who was uh, Ed's co-chair for that, was uh, particularly excellent in that role. All right. Last two questions then. Last two questions from Mr. Penman. And this question is playing entirely to everyone's vanity. Question 17. Whose story was the most read in
1: 2021? Damon Evans is about that Valesto rig uh,
0: that's yes. almost exactly right but unless uh, Hamish has given me the wrong answer it's not Valesto it's a Valaris rig
1: oh no I, that was my mistake so I gave ah. you the right answer I gave you the wrong answer <laughs> bonus
0: points for Thomas <laughs> I mean do we dock Hamish a point for that uh, that's absolutely right uh, I have thought so no. uh, Alistair t- uh, what was that story in that case since you know so much about it apparently
1: yeah, well, no, we, well, we, we've we we spoke about it on the podcast quite a few times. They, um off the coast of Malaysia, I believe, the Velesto, um rig card out to to Phillips um, had some, had it, one of the rig legs had punched through the the sea floor. It, it, it sounded like, and it sounded like it wasn't a very transparent process in terms of the subsequent investigation. Uh, I don't believe anyone was hurt, but very dramatic to see. Um, an oil rig sinking uh, in this day and age. And certainly that was reflected in the, the readership of that particular story. Yeah. So Damon got ahead of it and he'd executed it very well. So um, yeah. Yeah. All the points go to him, but he's not here. So I'll, I'll take them. Thank <laughs> you. so much. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. In his absence, uh, you'll claim the glory. I mean, that's what every good editor would do. Question 18 uh, in the last of the show, the owner of which football club joined an EV podcast to discuss diamonds?
3: Oh god, it was the Sky Diamonds, wasn't it? It was. That it was. It was the like there was like an eco-friendly like carbon neutral football team
1: or something like that. That it, it is. Oh hell.
2: Vegan no less. Yeah. Vegan. Oh. Shirts made out of recycled coffee beans or something, I believe.
1: <laughs> Wait, was it Premier was a Scot was can we say it was, was it Scottish English?
2: Probably even give you the league actually if you if you as you as you were seem to be rather stuck.
1: Uh, that would That's uh, not going to help me uh,
2: League 2 English. Probably. EFL League 2.
1: League to English, yeah, don't know. Uh, oh, come on now, you can make at least a guess.
3: <laughs> is it the...
0: Uh,
3: <laughs> the is Albion the, Wanderers. Albion <laughs> Wanderers.
0: <laughs> of this team trying to answer a question about sport <laughs> is a joy to behold.
3: <laughs> I am out
0: of my depth. Uh, absolutely not Albion Rovers, no. Alistair, do you want to try and um, claim some semblance of credibility here?
1: No, it's it's gone. It's gone. I don't know. I was trying to recall the hell the name of that um, Netflix show that James Corden produced. Um, but no, totally <laughs> was that it. analogous to
0: this answer or were you just, had you just drifted off <laughs> yeah, and started no, thinking about I'll, James I'll, Corden oh, no, vehicles? The,
1: the answer's gone. The answer's gone. So uh, The answer, uh, yeah, of course, as Hamish
0: will tell you, was uh, Forest Green Rovers. Which makes the second question featuring Dale Vince these uh, companies on this podcast. So uh, we've had Dale Vince twice, oh. and we've had the Rig twice. So there's obviously something in the air. Well, look, that is the end of the quiz. Well done, gentlemen. <laughs> glorious Would you like God. to know the scores? Yes, please.
3: Uh, of course. I think on, I'm then. extremely third. <laughs>
0: I think you are extremely third, Ed. But actually, the, 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 the spread there of your um, appetite for learning the scores perfectly mimics the scores. Uh, Ed is bang last. Hamish, who was keenest to win to have the scores revealed, is indeed the winner with five points. Mm-hmm. Four points to Alistair, three points to Ed. Well done, Hamish. Thank you And that's <laughs> enough for that. Well done. Well, look, that's all for this episode of Energy Voice Out Loud. Thank you, of course, to Ed, to Hamish and to Alistair. And thanks indeed to the On Mic team throughout the year and to folks like Aaron and Braden and Janelle, Andrew, Morvan, Jenny, Tim and Ryan, who you don't hear from, but who play such an important part in Energy Voice Out Loud. Thanks to our guests and sponsors throughout the year for their time, their erudition and their support and really genuinely, really Thanks to you for listening. We hope if you're getting a chance to get a break over Christmas, if you celebrate it, that you get a chance to recharge. And because we're a broad church here at Energy Voice, that could be lithium ion, green hydrogen, pumped water storage, or whatever. Energy mix works for you. Little energy pun for you there. (laughs) We'll be um, powering down the team now until the new year. But do join us in January as I hand the mic back to people who actually know what they're talking about despite the evidence of this please as energy voice leads the energy conversation in 2022 and beyond merry christmas and a happy new year from us all
2: out loud is the podcast from energy voice leading the global energy conversation bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com